0: I know your family is important to you, and you'd protect them at all costs. Do you know it might not cost as much as you think? Term life insurance will help protect your family from the potential burden of loans. EverQuote is here to make things easy for you to protect your family. Call 866-335-2648 to speak with an agent Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 9 p.m., so you can better understand your needs and so they can help you find an affordable solution. That's 866-335-2648 to speak to EverQuote today
1: podcasting from the JNK Twin Studios. This is the show for Reds fans by Reds fans. Each week we take a look at the games, the players and the stories of Cincinnati Reds baseball. Now your hosts Scott Evans and Nick Lawson. And welcome to another edition of the Reds fans chatter podcast. I'm Scott Evans. He is Nick Lawson. What's going on, man?
0: I'm just happy to have a warm day today.
1: Yeah, the snow is almost melted uh, at my place. Uh, the sidewalk's still not clear enough for delivery, so I'm actually going to have to go out and do uh, shopping at lunch tomorrow for uh, food in the house. My refrigerator is as empty as a bachelor pad.
0: Yeah, you can come over and you can raid mine.
1: <laughs> you got like you 20 got too much. You got like 20 kids though, so
0: Yeah, but they, you know what? It, they only eat they only eat when they want to
1: i'm sure it's all all the time no <laughs> uh,
0: that's me actually i'm the one who eats all the time
1: yeah, yeah yeah my uh son ken he's been on a cereal kick lately uh opened a box of cereal saturday morning it was gone by sunday night
0: Jeez.
1: i mean I, I ate some too and his brother yeah. ate some but uh, he probably ate at least half the box
0: I tell you, we go through cereal and milk like it's nobody's business.
1: Well, they don't like milk with their cereal, so they just eat it dry. Really? Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> I got uh, weird, picky eaters.
0: Well, I do, too. They, like, you know, they'll, it, they'll, they'll, pick, they'll nitpick at it, and, and then still they'll be like, oh, I'm still going to eat it.
1: We went to uh, Frisch's on Saturday after going to the Reds Hall of Fame and Museum and, uh, they said, we want big boy. We want big boy. So I got them each a cheeseburger and fries. Neither of them ate the burger. I mean, John usually does, uh, eat, eat, uh, hamburgers and stuff. Ken, it's uh 50, 50, uh, depends on his mood, but, yeah. uh, that time they only ate, uh, French fries and then they wanted ice cream, but they wanted to leave before then too. But, uh, but yeah, so <laughs> kids,
0: Kids are kids.
1: Man. That's kids for you. But uh, they love going to the Reds Hall of Fame. They started uh, yelling baseball, baseball in the uh, parking garage where you know everybody in the downtown area could hear them.
0: <laughs> hey man, that's fun with me.
1: Yeah, the, yell-
0: y'all start yelling Reds,
1: Reds baseball. Yeah, so they 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 finally got to the point where they realized they can't take the banners off the wall in the Hall of Fame. Cause they, uh, the, yeah, they frown upon that. The display the display in the uh in the hall of fame this year is um pennants. So they have all the different pennants uh and banners from people that have donated them in the past. They have them in plastic protection, but uh the first time I took the twins there, uh last year, about this time, right before the uh, pandemic started, uh the first floor display was like Art from the Negro Leagues. So I'm like, yeah, guys, we are going on through this. I'm not even going to let you look at this stuff, uh, but the yeah. the pennants were there. I'm like, oh, this will be fun. And that, I was taking their picture. Then all of a sudden, Ken rips off one of the uh, pennants. I'm like, no, 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 no. Oh my! I mean, he was two at the time. Now he's three. So, so now now he learned just the point. But I, I was still very nervous. I don't be I don't, don't want to be banned from the Reds. No, considering we do a full podcast on them. <laughs> and I'm a season that. ticket holder, so they got uh, lots of my money already. See, there you go. And a Reds Hall of Fame member. So, uh, but yeah. Kids, you got to behave. <laughs> Absolutely. I can't wait to take them to a game this year, uh, which uh, we'll get into that uh, in a minute. But uh, this week, it's a hot stove edition. And uh, we'll start off with the thing that everybody wants to know. There is no news at this moment in time. The Reds still have not done anything to uh, upgrade their position at shortstop. Uh, Barry Larkin, the Reds' new uh, color guy um, on TV, and of course, you know, legendary Hall of Fame shortstop, he is saying go with Strange Gordon.
0: Well, I mean, he's played some time at short. I mean, I, I I saw a video where Suarez was taking ground as a short. I don't know if that means anything, but who knows?
1: Yeah. So, I mean, uh, Larkin uh, says he's worked out with uh, Strange Gordon for the last decade, so he knows him really well. Uh, I know Reds fans are like, well, he's just another guy that can't hit, can't get on base, kind of like another Billy Hamilton. Uh, don't know what his defense is like at short, uh, but – um, I mean, right now you got to go with what you got. Uh, if there's other moves that can be made before the season starts then so be, uh, I'm not overly worried about shortstop as long as whoever they put there is defensively capable.
0: Yeah. as somebody can play the position. I'm fine with whoever it is.
1: Uh, I mean, I am still not a hundred percent against, uh, Nixon Zell trying it. Uh, I, I know he's never played the position really he played a few short few games uh, a couple of years ago in spring training uh I don't remember the results of that obviously they didn't go with him there and uh went with center field but uh it may have played a few games in the minors at shortstop but uh but uh, the outfield is loaded and the infield uh, is is lacking so Uh, If if there's some uh, moves that can be made there just to get the bats in the lineup, I'm okay with that. Uh, I guess a trade is still on the table. It doesn't look like the DH is going to be in play this year unless uh, Manfred does something crazy where he can say it's the best interest of baseball, uh, which will further uh, annoy the uh, union as we uh, head into the uh, contract year with the collective bargaining agreement and, uh, with what happened in Seattle, uh, it, it's going to be ugly this off season. So we may get a full season through with, and uh, as COVID cases are going down with very little, if any delays, but, uh, next season I think is in full question. And, uh, sadly, uh, as things, uh, start to open back up across the country, as cases are, uh, falling down further and further. Uh, the contract ends right around the time Reds Fest would be scheduled. So, uh, that could get really ugly if they don't come to an agreement.
0: Yeah. I mean, we don't want to work stoppage at any point. We we went through the 94 season where we, we missed half the season, but we don't want that to happen anymore. We need to get them on the same page.
1: Right. And, uh, I mean, I, I'm kind of being selfish with Reds Fest, but I mean, it's a great cause for the uh, Reds community fund. Uh, Reds Fest was canceled last year. Uh, so I know Reds fans are definitely wanting to have Reds Fest in some form in 2021. Uh, hopefully it can be back to uh, normal, but uh, that's December. It's way too early to predict that. But, uh, the, um, collective bargaining agreement, I'm glad it doesn't end at the end of the season. So I think a strike this year is completely off the table, but uh, I'm glad I'm glad the last time that they came to an agreement, they had the end date in the off season uh, just because uh, I remember 2003 or 2002. I think it was 2002. Uh, the either uh, 2002 or 2003. I, I can't remember. I'm pretty sure it was 2002 and uh, the players about were about ready to strike. Um, and fans the night before, I I don't condone this, but they were going, they were throwing things on the field. Uh, Um, they're throwing foul balls back on the field at the players, booing them. And, uh, since then there's been, I mean, it's been very peaceful between the owners and players, but Rob Manfred has completely screwed that up. He needs to be kicked out of baseball. He's done more harm to the game than shoeless Joe Jackson then Pete Rose, then anyone else that's played the game uh, that's on the banned list, that's that's Disgraced Baseball. Um, Rob Manfred is up there. He has completely screwed up this game.
0: I never thought anybody would be worse than Bud Sealing. Well, we found him. It's Rob Manfred.
1: I I mean, Sealing, he was consistent. He didn't do... The, the biggest thing that he did, uh, I mean, Pete Rose in, in this era, in this area, uh, I mean, a lot of people wanted to see Pete back in baseball, and I, I think Seelig uh, took a little bit of that. But, I mean, he was an owner uh, that was made commissioner, and, and they kind of set the uh, stage in favor of the owners. Uh, you saw things uh, through baseball that probably would have happened anyway in order to pay the players uh, the amount of money with, uh, you know, Back in the '80s, you never saw uh, advertisements on the uh, outfield wall. I mean, that was one of the jokes in Major League. The movie was that the owner put uh, advertisements like it was a minor league field on the wall. Now, now you see it everywhere, and it, it doesn't bother me anymore. Uh, I mean, Sea League did bring interleague play, which uh, I think helped the game overall. Uh, so, but there has not been a single thing that Rob Manfred has done for this game that has advanced the game to uh, younger audiences. He's done nothing to uh, help the players and uh, keep the peace there. Uh, The owners, I'm not sure why they still like him. I'm going to ask Bob Castellini that the next time I get a question uh, at a reds event. If, If we ever are allowed to have season ticket holder events again, it needs to be done safely. But, I mean, why does do the owners put up with some of the craziness that Rob Manfred has come up with in the last five years?
0: Yeah, I think it's a legitimate question. Um, and, and I know he spent a lot of money last year. Right. And now he's kind of, you know, well, I, I don't know if he's, if he's, if he's treading water. Oh, no, I'm
1: not, I'm not worried about the t- – I'm talking about baseball in general. Uh, the things that Rob Manfred has proposed – one hurts small markets Two has absolutely lost the trust of the players. And there there's been such peace, uh, between the owners and players the last, uh, f- basically 20 years. And, uh, I mean, he, Rob Manfred is, is flushing that down the toilet for whatever reason. He's not honest. He's been caught in multiple lies. I especially mean, especially with, uh, Trevor Bauer. I, I know Bauer is not everybody's uh, cup of tea, but, uh, but uh, he's definitely Bowers called him out uh, on multiple things. Uh, they fired Major League Baseball, laid off the entire social media team for every team in baseball, uh, and he's worried about uh, attracting younger audiences. That's where younger audiences are. They're on social media. Um, they're on Twitter. They're on uh, on TikTok, and. You know the, the guys that ran uh, ran those sites did a very great job. I mean, they were they were up there with the uh, Wendy's social media accounts as far as some of the entertaining things they posted, and uh, they're they're all gone for a, a budget cut. a granted, baseball, can
0: get, baseball. Can Watson. we get a petition? Can we get a <laughs> petition against it? Getting him out of the office? Uh, can we do something?
1: <laughs> I I'm fired up. I I wasn't expecting to be fired up tonight, but. Uh, but Manfred, on, Manfred did it. And, uh, I, I, I'm, I'm at a loss of words, uh, with, uh, the, the, way, uh, the rules were handled last year. Uh, I mean, granted it was COVID, but it was like, they changed the rules midway through. Um, and, uh, it's it just, uh, things need to be more consistent uh, and and put fans of the game actually first. Uh, no one else is going to come to the game because it's thirty seconds shorter than it was last year. We need action in the game, uh, not uh, not necessarily a shorter game. I mean, uh, NFL game lasts what three, three and a half hours, uh, depending on the uh, the game, and you never you don't see Roger Goodell talking about making the quarters twelve minutes instead of fifteen.
0: Well, I saw a quote recently from David Ortiz. He even stated that the game's gotten boring.
1: Uh the game, I mean, yeah, but it's boring, but it's not because it's 3 hours, it's because you know, the, the the over the overuse of shifts and players not being able to hit ground balls the other way to get out of the shift. I mean, it, it's gotten ridiculous. Uh the players have gone for strikeout, walk or home run. I mean, Adam Dunn would be a hall of fame player in today's game. This is true. And Adam Dunn hit line drives though. That's the, that's the crazy thing. He wasn't going for launch angle. He didn't have to. You, you but yet, yet, but
0: yet he has the longest home
1: run I ever hit a great Grand. Oh, back absolutely. I mean, run. he he was a. I mean, <laughs> dude was huge. But uh, I, I mean now you have guys like uh, I'm I'm going to use his name. He probably doesn't do this, but you have you have smaller guys trying to hit home runs when they should be hitting line drives, getting base hits, um, creating action, whether it's a defensive play that, uh, where the where it gets an out or it's a, uh, you know, there's nothing more exciting than a uh, sacrifice bunt or a sa- uh, sacrifice squeeze.
0: The, the bunt is a, is a lost hard form.
1: Oh, I know. And so the, the game needs help. I don't know what the answer is. I know baseball changed the baseballs this year. Supposedly, it's going to cause it to go 20 feet less on uh, yeah. on high angle uh, baseballs that go over 375 feet, according to the uh, expert you know, scientists. I, I
0: have a, like a pet peeve. I have a saying: if don't if it's not fixed if it's not broken, don't fix it.
1: Yeah. Leave it alone. Well, they changed the base. Oh, okay. They changed the, the baseballs. They changed the baseballs back in 1998, and there's been. And I have. Uh, I'm sitting in front of about 60 or 70 baseballs, and uh, some of them are the. Uh, some of them are game use. Some of them are practice uh, balls. Other ones are um, ones you sign for autographs with the commissioner's name on it, and you can tell there is a difference in in the baseballs. Uh, throughout the years, just, just around the stitching. So that they've changed it significantly this year in hopes to drive down the number of home runs. Uh, but I mean, if the players don't change their approach, um, it, it's going to get worse. And, you know, we're going to talk about a couple of guys that are saying they're going to change their approach and it doesn't sound like it's uh, necessarily uh, to get more hits. Yeah. So we'll get into that now. Uh, Joey Votto came out said, you know, he's not produced the way he needs to uh, the last couple of years. Uh, he he had such a great 2017 was pretty much the uh, point he was making that he tried to continue just to get on base, not to be aggressive at the plate. And I think that might be uh, the thing that's hurt him the most, but uh, is just not. Not being aggressive, because he did something the last couple of years that he did not do in 2017. 2017, he was very selective, but he was still aggressive at the plate. And that's why he should have won the MVP that year instead of Stanton, who hit uh, like a billion home runs that year. But uh, this year he's talking about uh, how he's going to be more aggressive, but it might come with more strikeouts. Uh, which, you know, if, if he delivers, especially when there's runners on – on base uh, that that's kind of uh, that could be acceptable. I mean, if he hits a, if he has a hundred RBIs this year, but 200 strikeouts, uh, I, I think uh, red fans would accept that, especially if he has 20 to 30 home runs with that number. But, uh, but you know, last year he was striking out, not getting on base and uh, not hitting home runs until he made the adjustment in, in late in the year after the uh, benching. So, it's going to be interesting to see what what he does there. Uh, he's sucked ever since, um, I hate to say that, for him. I mean, one of the years he, that we say he sucked, it was a pretty good year for most players. Yeah. But uh, ever since David Bell came in, uh, he's not been the same Joey Votto. I don't know if, if Bell has anything to do with that or not.
0: Well, I mean, if you can't find a spot for him in the lineup, you know, yeah, I would be confused as a hitter. I mean, what am I supposed to do? Am I supposed to drive in my lead off here? Or am I supposed to get on? What am I supposed to right,
1: do? Right, right. And then, um, and then the other guy that's uh, going to change his, uh, hitting approach, uh, which, you know, it, it may, it may work cause he did have a lot of, a lot more power in Japan, uh, than he did last year. He had zero home runs last year and that's Shogo uh, Akiyama. Did I butcher his name? No, yeah, he did it. Awesome. Okay. <laughs> because well usually I have his name in front of me where I can read it but uh that time I was going off memory and it's been a while since we talked about Shogo but uh he's talking about how he wants to hit a little bit more power be more aggressive and he said the speed of the major league baseball game kind of took him aback last year of course you know to be fair uh, if you look what he went through he came over here for spring training they got canceled so he went back to Japan and then the game uh you know, they they finally restarted the game, restarted spring training. So he had all that time off where he could not face major league hitters, uh, even in illegal pickup games in the desert with uh, Trevor Bauer, <laughs> like Derek those Dietrich did. Were, those, those were fun. Those were I wish he could do it again this year. Of course, he's that in. Be, yeah. but yeah, that, uh, would
0: be, that would be awesome, though. I'd love to see that again.
1: <laughs> I, I don't think his contract will allow that most likely not. <laughs> <laughs> that that would that would probably make his agent a little upset if he loses a 40 million dollar contract for playing a pickup game in the desert. Well, I I wouldn't blame him. But uh, you know, show, back to Shogo, he uh, he can't uh, he can't really get in the swing of things, uh, first time in the majors, dealing with the uh, coronavirus epidemic, uh, international travel uh, multiple times and, uh, finally gets to, uh, Pratt for the, uh, spring training too last year. And, uh, he, he just didn't get off the start, off the start. He needed to, uh, the other thing going back to David Bell, he didn't play. <laughs> you can't hit. If you don't play, you can't get caught up, uh, to the speed of the game. If you're not in the game.
0: That's true. You can't you can't learn on the bench.
1: Of course, David Bell said he's still not sure how he's going to mix all the outfielders that they have uh, in. Uh, he says he does want to see Shogo uh, hit against more against left-handers, uh, just because he knows he's done it in the past. Uh, I, I think Shogo is the is still the Reds' best uh, option at leadoff. Uh, him and Jesse Winker. Uh, I really wish the Red, uh, Major League Baseball, would have put the DH in this year because the Reds still have the same problem. They have five, if not six, outfielders that could that could reasonably start.
0: Yeah, I mean, if Jesse Winker showed he could, he could do uh, the DH.
1: Oh, absolutely. He had no he had, I mean,
0: problems.
1: Either. And uh, Winker had a great year last year.
0: He did. He had some struggles, but he got he got adjusted. And he did just fine.
1: And then uh, Shogo did fine too. Once uh, he started playing every day, made some finally got used to the hitting in the shortened season. So I I think he's going to have a breakout year this year. Uh, I, I I hope he doesn't over adjust and try to, you know, uppercut the ball all the time, especially at the baseballs have changed and, uh, are going to cut down on those type of home runs. But, uh, if he gets the speed of the game, if he can catch up to the ball, which I, I'm pretty sure he can, because he's no one known what to work on uh, this off season, I, I think he's going to be a dangerous player for the Reds.
0: Oh no doubt, no doubt whatsoever. I, I, I think you've given a full season. Yeah, you're going to see what he, what he can really do.
1: And play him, David Bell. <laughs> <laughs> actually yeah. you know uh as much uh crap as i like to give david bell that i would not want that job of trying to decide which outfielder to play because you got <laughs> nick castellanos you got nick Senzel, you got jesse winker and you got shogo that the, all four of those should be in the lineup every single day
0: You get all the nicks in the lineup i like it
1: and then of course you also have uh, Arstides Aquino who could play of course he's not shown outside of that one uh, August September uh, when he first came up he's not shown the consistency needed Uh, but yeah he's he's another guy plus they have uh, a couple of other guys that um, will definitely be on the bench that could also uh, spot start here and there so the Reds are not shy on outfielders
0: no, you got plenty of outfielders. Even D Gordon can play outfield, so you got plenty of outfielders.
1: True, and of course, uh, we talked earlier about the shortstop uh, before I went off on my rant and uh, Barry Larkin saying uh, that uh, D Gordon or D Strange Gordon uh, Strange. could be a, could be a good option at uh, shortstop. So we'll, we'll see what the Reds do there. Um, kind of concerned. That's really the biggest concern, uh, more defensively than offensively.
0: Yeah, but not knowing who your your shortstop's going to be, that's a little concerning to me. But knowing that we have guys that can play the position, we got to see what they can do with that spot. Somebody's got to play it. Right, Call David Bell, get it, get it together, brother.
1: <laughs> and, and you know, um, it's um, I mean the, the, that's the one question mark. But if Votto turns it around, becomes a dangerous hitter again, if Shogo does what we think we can, and if Castellanos has uh, a better year than last year, uh, I, I mean, it's not going to make a, as much of a difference if uh, if you have a good defensive shortstop or shortstop platoon um, or group of shortstops, shortstop by committee. Uh, if they're playing defense and, and not hitting that well, if, if the other guys that should be hitting in this lineup are hitting Suarez, uh, he needs to have a rebound year this year.
0: No, oh, no doubt, no doubt. he's got to he's got to pick up the pace here a little bit. We need we need all the offense we can get and all the defense we can get.
1: Right. I mean, the, the pitching I'm not overly worried about. I I think uh, the bullpen is is uh, there's some question marks there, but we've had some ad- addition by subtraction by uh, with Robert Stevenson uh, leaving. Yeah. Uh, Rossio Iglesias. <laughs> uh, I mean, uh, that one I, last year. How many games, especially early on, do we say? Another blown save by Rossiel. People were like, why is he on the team? Cut him. Then they do, and they're the like, they're not spending money. What are they doing? So I, I think the closer role with Amir Garrett, who's pretty much claimed it for himself unofficially. Yeah. I I, yeah. I, I think there's a lot of options a like closer, and I mean, you could even go with, uh, we've talked before, a, a closer by committee sometimes gets a bad rap. The Nasty Boys uh, were technically a closer by committee. Uh, Randy Myers, of course, got the bulk of those. But uh, Dibble and Charlton were used as well.
0: Yeah, I mean, those three guys all together were, were legendary when it came to the back end of the bullpen. But you got that now, even with the, you said. I mean, Garrett and Sean Doolittle can step in there. He's done it before. Right. Uh, Michael Lorenzen can do it as well. So at least he's got a right-handed pitcher that could step in there.
1: Right. So, I mean, it's it's going to be uh, – that part I'm, I'm kind of looking forward to seeing what happens in spring training. Of course, spring st- training stats, it's hard to tell, uh, especially out uh, in the spring in Arizona. The ball does not move the same way uh, it, from the pitcher's perspective. A lot of pitchers are out there working on stuff, th- uh, just throwing fastballs, getting their arm ready for for the season. So uh, you, you got to take all the spring training stats, good or bad, with a grain of salt as long as they're ready on April 1st when opening day happens. Uh, agreed. Let's go. Yep. And the, <laughs> the other news uh, that came out this week, and uh, I'm not going to go on a rant. I promised myself I wouldn't, right. <laughs> but uh, Mike DeWine did announce kind of, uh, I wish he would just be, he is so wishy washy. He's like, yeah, we think we can allow 30%, but uh, we may not allow any. Uh, according to one of the articles I read, but uh, it looks like there's going to be 30% uh, capacity to start the season. I think hopefully if everything goes well, uh, that will increase throughout the season. And uh, hopefully by the time the reds are in the postseason, it's a full house. That, that that's my, that's my analysis. Nothing from nothing from anyone that can actually make that decision, but uh, 30% to start opening day. Uh, I'm, I'm okay with Uh Reds have sent me uh, my new seat location. Uh, I did not get moved that far. Basically, You're in the park a parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> basically, I mean the, the seats I have right now are, are my favorite, probably my favorite seats I've had since I've been there. One year, uh, I, when I started as a season ticket holder, I was up in the mezzanine and row A. Those were great seats for the upper deck. They were front row, uh, but it did take time to get out of the. Ballpark because if you're in the front row, everybody else behind you is leaving before you are. And then, uh, then, yeah, then one, is, that's true. then one year, I, I moved over to uh, the lower level down the first base sign. pretty much about ten rows behind where the uh, uh, tarp is. Pretty good seats, but there's one complaint about Great American Ballpark that I wish they would change. And it's, it's not going to be as big of a problem this year with uh, the reduced capacity, at least at the beginning. But uh, people walking up and down the aisles during play, uh, the seat that I had, I really noticed that <laughs> a lot compared to when I was in the upper deck in the front row. I, I had a, other than my eyesight going at bad as I was getting older uh, back in 2009, 2008, 2007, when I'm like... Why is the scoreboard blurry? My dad's like, you need glasses. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But uh but anyway, so that, that was kind of annoying. And then uh th- that was the year the Reds made the postseason, and I uh or the, the Reds made the postseason in 2012 is when I moved to those and had seats out in the uh moon deck for the first time for the playoffs, and they were awesome. So I moved my seats to the to the moon deck and uh, where I'm at is like when you walk right out of the tunnels from uh, from the concourse into where the seating is. I make a right turn where my normal seats are. No steps up, no steps down right on the end. Beautiful, perfect seats. The only other seats I like better are the uh, club seats where you get all the food included. But, uh, but uh, anyway, long story short, I'm two rows behind that. And on the other side in seats three and four, which I'm assuming, since they're keeping everybody six feet apart, that I'm still technically on the end. There's just more seats between me and the uh, people on the other side of the aisle. So pretty happy with that. Um, if I take the twins with me, uh, they there will always be an extra seat there. So hopefully they don't get yelled at for not social distancing by the six inches that the extra seat would put them in. Well, see, I have a confession.
0: I've, as long as I always like to say, I've been a Reds fan since birth and I have pictures to prove it. Um, I've never been to a postseason game in baseball.
1: It is, it is exciting and heartbreaking at the same time. I've been to the game three in 2010, and then I also went to uh, games three, four, and five in 2012. Uh, which the Reds should have won. Uh, yeah, no, Brandon Phillips should not have tried the, the double steal. You know, I I would have rather had
0: Buckner at first base than had to go through that game again.
1: Oh, <laughs> oh, it was so hard. I mean, uh, we've talked about that before in the archives with our uh, 2012 uh, playoff uh, series episode, but uh, I, I mean the the contrast at the end of Game Five where Jay Bruce was up at the plate. Reds had the tying run, if not the winning run on base. And it was so loud. It was the loudest I've heard the stadium until the uh, home run derby with Todd Frazier a few years later. And then he struck out and it got more quiet than, than a library. You could, you could hear a pin drop. Unfortunately, you could hear the, the like words that the Giants players were saying to each other on the mound, and I was out in the outfield. Yeah, that's that's pretty bad. That 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 was that was heartbreaking. But the playoffs are fun. Hopefully, the Reds will be back in it again this year with uh, home games at the ballpark, and and maybe uh, with full capacity fans. I know the Castellinis would want that rob manford he may or may not want that I, I i he's he usually wants the opposite of what's good for the game
0: <laughs> yeah that's that's absolutely true
1: i mean he may not want full he may not want full capacity again this year regardless of what the the virus does just because then he can go into the uh, negotiations with the players union and and claim uh claim to be broke again because of uh of the pandemic in two years in a row. I mean, last year, definitely a legitimate complaint. Teams lost lots of money. This year, maybe, maybe not. But uh, as it's looking right now, if the trends we're seeing and with the vaccines coming out, if all goes well, uh, there's no reason why. It may, it may not reach 100% this year, uh, just out of precaution, but I could see them maybe going 50% like some minor league teams did last summer. And yeah, and possibly, and, but I, I could see Manfred saying we need to be careful regardless of what uh, the public health people are saying and like, and not really push to have full capacity. And um, so it, it'll be interesting. I mean, right now uh, full capacity would not be a good idea. Uh, The virus, even though it's gone down significantly over the last six weeks uh, since the vaccines have started rolling out and, more and more people are able to get the vaccines each week. Um, it, it's still not to a point where right now on February 23rd that uh, you can have 43,000 people with a street party with 100,000 people outside the park outside the park, and uh, be something that, that would be reasonable, especially with the age of a lot of the people that go to Reds games.
0: This is true. I mean, once this pandemic is over, I mean, you can imagine how
1: many parties it could be thrown. Oh, absolutely! How
0: much capacity people are going to be at the stadium?
1: Right, right. But I, your- but I, I wonder if if deep down, if uh, Rob Manfred isn't hoping that uh, they can have another year of uh, downturn in uh, attendance just just to have an upper hand on the negotiations with the players in the off season. And with the comments made by uh, the idiot in Seattle, where he basically saying, said that uh, among other things, uh, dealing with uh, English as a second language, which which were just absolutely idiotic, uh, but also saying and admitting to what everybody knew the, the service time games that team that owners were playing. But when he said it publicly to a chamber of commerce um, breakfast uh, you, you can't get more stupid than that. And that now it's out in the open. Uh, the union is furious about that. Players there are furious uh, with that and also his comments about, uh, you know, why do they have to hire an interpreter?
0: Yeah, I mean, that that guy... <laughs> He resigned, which is a good thing because he would have got somebody had to get rid of him. He's oh, going to just go downhill from there.
1: Oh, absolutely. I mean, he caused problems. Anytime you cause problems with players, especially when it's unnecessary and p- potentially cause problems with the uh, with the union unnecessarily? Uh, unnecessarily?
0: Yeah.
1: Uh you, you don't need to be in that leadership position.
0: No. No, you should be removed immediately when he luckily he removed himself.
1: Yeah. I mean, he's complaining about a $75,000 a year job. Uh, Oh
0: my God. God forbid. uh,
1: (laughs) In in order for your million dollar plus investment to be able to communicate with your other million dollar plus investments and and actually have a a better chance to communicate and win, uh, $75,000. Marge may have been that cheap not to pay it, even if it was required, but, uh, but, yeah, that was that incredibly stupid.
0: Yeah, I mean, making stupid comments like that isn't going to help your career or help your team.
1: Yeah. But, uh, anyway, I think I got off on a tangent again, but uh, Reds are are going to announce their 30% attendance uh, to start the season. About 12,000-ish fans, somewhere between twelve and 13,000, uh, depending on the configuration, I'm sure. Uh, hopefully, they get it approved. I mean, the Bengals had 12,000 that's the yeah. thing. That's the thing that really irks me about the wine is uh, it's like the NFL came and, and he's like, yep, you can have fans at the same time. He's like, no, we need to wait a few more weeks to have baseball. I'm like, dude, the season's over with in a few weeks. So, and he's still not, still not made a decision yet uh, on baseball. I, hopefully the reds, the Indians have turned in their plans and uh, we can have fans at the, at the ballpark. Uh, and I can get back back to my home.
0: Yes. I miss it too.
1: See see some games this year and uh, have some fun. Uh, the Florence Freedom, Florence Yalls last year uh, had fans with no incidents. So it can be done safely. Uh, just uh, people need to respect the rules. Wear a mask if you're uh, at the right age. Uh, I don't think in Ohio the kids will have to wear masks. They don't have to. Uh, kids under six, I should say. Uh, Don't have to wear masks because they don't have to uh, otherwise. But uh, honestly, the kids usually don't complain as much as some of the adults.
0: Well, except my son. He doesn't like to wear it over his nose.
1: Got you. But I I mean, uh, I I think it's an outdoor event. They're going to keep everybody's space. So uh, it's, I mean, just get a hot dog every five minutes if you don't want to wear a mask. Just keep eating and drinking.
0: Right. The only way you're gonna not wear a mask.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. Take take a thousand dollars with you to the ballpark and and buy the ten dollar hot dogs and twenty dollar beers. Twenty dollar beers, baby, they're back. <laughs> you know, it was ten seventy five a beer. I don't really drink beer, so I, I never really spent it. But I think it was ten seventy five a beer, or nine seventy five a beer in two thousand nineteen. So it's gonna be interesting to see what the uh, concession prices are gonna be. Uh, in 2021, knowing that only 30% capacity is going to be there to start the season.
0: Well, on the weekends, it's $9 beer night. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, next week, uh, we're, we're going to have a surprise uh, episode. Uh, I don't have it confirmed yet, so I'm not going to tease it, but it uh, should be a pretty good breakdown episode. And then uh, the week after that, we'll have some games to talk about and uh, looking back at some, some of the things uh, things going on in spring training and hopefully uh, Joey Votto gets off to a fast start in spring training this year because the last few years he's, he's not hit well at all to start the spring training. And you know, we are always like, well, it's just spring training. I, I would like to be able to say, get excited like, Oh, Joey Votto's back.
0: I want Joey Votto back.
1: Absolutely. <laughs> so a- until next time, go Reds. Go Reds.